Ineffably Yours, Part 1, by Secondhand News. Chapter 27, Wouldn't It Be Nice, read by Noodle Frog. August 2019, Soho, London. It was strange, Crowley thought, that London had continued existing without them. Their time away had felt so seminal it was as if the rest of the world had been put on pause. It had kept ticking along, though, as it always did. Aziraphale was waiting for him, of course. He'd already been early once that millennium. Any more might tilt the earth off its axis. It had been a long night alone in the apartment after they'd returned to London. He'd filled the hours by working his way menacingly through the rows of plants, examining them carefully, administering discipline where it was required. By dawn, three empty plant pots served as warning to the others, that snarled refrain of grow better, echoing around the apartment's dark walls. Morning, Angel, he murmured, leaning in temptingly close as he drew up alongside Aziraphale, tucked safely out of view around the corner of a narrow side street. All unpacked? Aziraphale asked, allowing the side of his hand to graze lightly against Crowley's, half hidden by the sleeve of his jacket. Waste of time. Just have to pack it all up again soon enough. Aziraphale frowned in confusion as Crowley nodded across the road to a sandstone facade. Twin doors pushed open and welcomed. Above the doorway, in shades of blue and cream, were the words, Soho Estates. Thought it wouldn't hurt to move a little closer to home, together. As understanding dawned on Aziraphale, he laid all sense of secrecy aside and flung his arms around the demon's neck, disbelief bubbling up through his throat. When Crowley mentioned an appointment, he'd had a few ideas, but this was more than he'd been capable of imagining. Really, Crowley, you're serious? Together? It'll be somewhere that's ours. Somewhere we don't have to sneak around. Crowley leaned down to press a kiss to his lips before they broke apart and stood side by side on the pavement, looking up at the shop front and all of its endless possibilities. Occupation? Liam, the estate agent who'd been tasked with the dubious honor of finding London's celestial power couple the perfect love shack, glanced up at Crowley from over a clipboard of paperwork. Crowley shrugged, eyes flicking to the road outside to look for inspiration. A chubby springer spaniel ambled by. Seemed fitting. Dog walker. He nodded slowly, mentally trying to make sense of a dog walker with a Soho budget. He turned to Aziraphale, assuming this was where the money must lay, in the pocket watch and bow tie. And you, sir? Bookseller, Aziraphale replied, beaming proudly. Business booming? Aziraphale shook his head, offended at the very idea. Heavens no. Gents, before we get started, I'm going to run a quick check on the finances here. Routine? Nothing for you to worry about. Tucking the clipboard under one arm, Liam excused himself and disappeared into the back of the office. As soon as he was gone, Aziraphale turned to Crowley, eyes wide in panic. Dog walker? He's going to send us away. Couldn't you have said something more lucrative? Lawyer or doctor? Doctor. Crowley echoed, gesturing vaguely down at himself. In what universe can I pass for a doctor? 
Loads of money in dog walking these days. Don't stress, Angel. They'll be fine. As it turned out, it was. Liam returned to the desk a moment later, balancing two cups of coffee and a plate of biscuits on a tray. Such earthly constraints as financial background checks all but forgotten. Sorry, gents, where were we? I'd forget my head if it wasn't attached. You've got your master bedroom through here, ensuite shower room, as standard. As Liam led them through the apartment and ran through the specifics, never once deviating from his carefully rehearsed script, Crowley and Aziraphale followed him dutifully, hand in hand, not having the heart to mention they didn't care whether the wardrobes were walk-in or freestanding or non-existent. All that mattered was that this would be a space that was theirs, somewhere safe to retreat to together at the end of the day. The tour finished in the living room, windows stretching from floor to ceiling and filling the room with light. Crowley nodded approvingly. Bad for his eyes, good for the plants. It had been a trade-off he'd grown used to over the years. Compromise. That was what everything came down to. What do you think, gents? Liam spread his hands wide, turning in a half-circle to look from angel to demon. We'll take it, Aziraphale burst, patting his pocket for a pen. Where do we sign? Ah. Liam pressed his palms together in apology. Unfortunately, you're not the only couple who are interested. We had another viewing before you came in. Martha and Rory, lovely couple. She's a doctor. He's an architect. As Liam continued singing the praises of their competition, Crowley could feel Aziraphale's eyes burning into the side of his face. He looked across, saw the angel furiously mouth the word doctor at him. It all comes down to the highest offer at the end of the day. It's a tough market out there these days, gents. Fucking London rental market. Crowley had stayed silent until the door of the bookshop was safely locked behind them, before cursing whichever demon was behind the utter chaos of London's rental free-for-all, scrubbing his feet furiously against the welcome mat with each word. One of yours, wasn't it? Aziraphale reminded him helpfully, hanging his coat up and heading into the back room in search of something to settle their nerves while they waited to find out if their bid had been accepted. Crowley had suggested they go in sky-high, while Aziraphale had gently pointed out they did actually have to be able to pay for it, and principality wages weren't what they used to be, what with inflation and the like. Uttering a guttural growl of frustration, Crowley raked both hands through his hair and stalked after the angel. That was the one I didn't think would ever bite me in the arse. Luckily, we can miracle ourselves a bit of good luck, huh? I can't, Angel. I already used mine on the financial check. You? Before leaving Cornwall, they had settled on a list of ground rules to avoid drawing attention to themselves and arousing heaven and hell's suspicion. Entry number two on the list concerned frivolous miracles, something both of them had grown too accustomed to. One per day. That was the limit they'd decided on. I, uh... I'm afraid I might have wasted mine. The angel paused while Crowley nodded for him to continue, his lips pressed into a thin line. Burnt my toast this morning, had to dial it back a bit. Don't look at me like that. I didn't know about your plans for the love nest. The love nest? 
whatever you want to call it, here. He passed Crowley a glass of whiskey, reserved exclusively for taking the edge off of desperate times. If we lose this place, we'll find something else. Crowley softened at the sound of Aziraphale's quiet hope, took his hand across the table, and attempted a smile. I know, I know. I just don't want to waste any more time. Don't want to lose out to bloody Martha and Rory. Wait, why do I recognize those names? He paused, eyes narrowing slightly as he tried to recall a memory that wasn't forthcoming. Crowley wasn't good at waiting, unless it was for Aziraphale. All of his patience had been channeled into the past 6,000 years of waiting, and his reservoir had run dry. As they spent three agonizing hours in the shop waiting for the phone to ring, Crowley became more and more convinced the whole idea was doomed to failure. Stupid idea, he hissed. I knew it was going too well. A demon and an angel shacking up like bloody husbands? Aziraphale had learned long ago to take Crowley's mood swings in stride, knew all of the affirmative noises to make, when to refill his glass and now, when to clamber into the same roomy armchair and slide his arms around the demon's waist, rest his chin on his shoulder. We never thought we'd end up here, did we? Even so, here we are, he murmured, lips hovering by Crowley's ear. We've waited all this time. A few more weeks isn't going to hurt. Whether it's this place or another, shacking up is what we're going to do. Crowley let his eyes drift closed, allowed Aziraphale's voice to soothe him. There was something about the angel's unshakable belief that everything would work out well that calmed him. It felt like role reversal. Aziraphale, whose natural state was low-level panic, taking the reins as the optimist. That was love, though, wasn't it? Taking it in turns to step up when the other needed it? Is it him? Aziraphale strained to look at the screen of Crowley's phone as it buzzed to life in his hand. Who else is it going to be? Satan calling for a catch-up? Crowley took a deep breath, then slid one finger across the screen, holding the phone halfway between the two of them. Liam? Hello, Liam! Aziraphale bellowed cheerfully, raising a hand to wave at the screen. Not a video call, Crowley breathed. Gents, hi! Liam's voice filtered out through the phone. Lovely to meet you both earlier. Did we beat the doctor? Aziraphale leaned forward eagerly. Crowley brought the phone up to his ear, holding a finger to his lips as Liam chatted happily away, as if they weren't waiting for life-changing news. Aziraphale sat back, fidgeting as he tried to read Crowley's expression, which remained aggravatingly neutral. Mm-hmm, the demon nodded. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Liam. All right, speak soon, mate. He ended the call, dropping the phone into his lap. Next to him, Aziraphale grabbed his shoulder. Well? When Crowley turned to look at him, the smile that spread across the demon's face, equal parts relief and excitement, was the only answer he needed. Full speed ahead with the love nest, Angel. We get the keys in two weeks. Someone up there is looking out for us after all. 